You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. blessings as usual i'm joined by brie and tia we are ready to get into episode five um hey ladies how has your week been because we're recording on a friday yes my week has been wonderful um i did slide back to work this week it's been a tough transition but you know can't keep a good bitch down let them know yeah and, (laughs) and as for me uh made a full recovery from having covid um you know that was scary (laughs) even when they say you know you have a mild case it's still a scary thing because COVID is still very much a serious thing out here so I really wish that people would stop saying mild cases because I feel like the the invention of a mild case is in comparison to death because Mm -hmm. you know so many people were dying of COVID in a mild case they don't they just be like oh it's a mild case as long as you're not in the hospital but that shit is very tough Yep, it's very tough, but um, I was able to make a full recovery, so I will be back in the office full time, but I have exactly 30 days before I start my new job, so I'm super excited about that. (laughs) Thank you. So, I mean, life is good for me. I don't have no complaints. Good. So this week's episode was really good to me. And we're going to talk about some of the naysayers because I've been seeing a lot of complaints about how this season isn't really good. It's not cohesive, too many storylines, too much drama. And I'm like, would you be watching a show called Pussy Valley if it wasn't dramatic? Okay. (laughs) I just, it's to me, it's the curse of Netflix, the curse of streaming that people don't like character development. It's not even that they don't like character. They just don't know character development when they see it anymore. Um, Episode, like literally shows would be 22 episodes and half of those episodes would be episodes where you're just getting to know people. We get 10 episodes of this. Having one episode where we're exploring somebody's backstory. To me, I'm cool with that. We still have plenty of episodes to work out whatever the storyline is going to be this, this, well, we, whatever the resolution of the storyline is going to be this season. And we just live in a microwave fast society in general yep. where we have everything at our disposal, at our fingertips, the click of a button. So that definitely plays a role into why people, you know, feel that is not as good this season. But even what you mentioned in Brie by other shows being like 22 episodes, a lot of them be filler. Mm-hmm. So like get to the meat and potatoes. And I feel like last season with the eight episodes, they got to the meat and potatoes early on we are at the halfway point of this season and we're getting really great storylines this season so you know i just feel like people are just never going to be satisfied same z's i was pretty i was happy to get Keyshawn's backstory i think not only have we said it but i've seen it said on social media so many times how did she and how did a woman that beautiful end up with this abusive ass cracker and I do believe that Katori Hall and the writers in the writer's room 
they they are very active on Twitter. First of all, let me say that not only are the writers in Katori Hall, but also the cast. I love the way they do social media. Yeah, same. So as interactive as they are on social media, I know they've seen a lot of these questions and I am almost certain that that's why we got a backstory on Keyshawn because everybody's what the fuck is she doing with him? Right. Of all people what like what in her life led her to be with an abusive white man that is fucking racist. Well, we got it in this episode. Right. I, I want to just point out how, she had such a problem believing what he said to Diamond when he has said similar things to her. Yes. Racist things. Yeah. Why, if he would say it to you, do you not feel like he'd say it to somebody who's a stranger that he don't fuck with? Um, also, I, um, I, I loved this story of Keyshawn and the backstory, but I also want to point out how beautifully narrated it was. And I love that we got to kind of take a step back from the show and kind of look at this like it's a movie within a movie. I think that was a great idea. Mm-hmm. So like you said, Bree, like we started, we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes why she don't believe that he has the capacity to be a racist. And we say it all the time, just in real life, being non-black and fucking somebody black doesn't mean you're an ally to black people. Okay. We got to point that out. Having half black kids doesn't mean you're an ally to black people. Like we know, I could, I know quite a few people like have seen quite a few people be with people, non-black people, who have a mentality like, oh, well, you're not like the rest of the black people. You're special. You're right. different. Mm-hmm. That's why I love right. you. It's you. You're 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 the standout star here amongst all of the other people. So let's like we got to get that out the way. But we get introduced to Keyshawn's home life as a teenager, and oh, her stepmama, that bitch, wicked. Wicked. She always plays somebody wicked, though. I just, I said this in the pre-show, and I'm going to say it again. Whenever I see very abusive stepmothers, um, and that there's inequality in the way that what one set of children is being treated from the other set of children, I always have to wonder why is the daddy cool with that? Because stuff like that sticks out. It's not like that woman could change her damn act, like just switch it up that damn quick at all at all and i will say it seemed like her stepsisters like really fuck with her heavy i didn't feel like they dislike Keyshawn. no i I feel like it was the mom putting that shit in their heads like they're better than Keyshawn because they're light-skinned and have long hair which also okay katori (laughs) if we had a complaint it would like Keyshawn is literally what 21 22 now yeah why did you have that girl dressed like she was in high school in the 90s in the early 2000s 2000s, right yes just three years ago that hair wasn't nobody rocking hair like that no no wasn't nobody even dressing like that no I think y'all missed the mark just a little bit on the costuming for for her backstory 
for the hair. Because you, yeah, you made her seem much older than she really is. Because for a minute, I had to start doing the math. Like, how old is Keyshawn? Right. And when that girl got her hair burnt off and they gave her that damn <laughs> mullet, <laughs> mushroom mullet, like, I had that hairstyle in ninth grade. That shit in was 1999. 90s. That was 98. Not... I mean, <laughs> yeah, that was that was, that was crazy. not current. Like, y'all went way back. Yeah, if this was if this was real time, like if this was literally three years ago, you would she would have took that girl to get a a, a wig installed or a sew in. Oh, right. Yeah. She would not have had no goddamn mullet. She could have literally put two twists, uh, two clippings, and have been good. We we do get in, so I'm not shocked that Derek was a cheerleader. No, uh, I'm not shocked that Keyshawn was trying out for the cheer team. I mean, she's a phenomenal poll worker. She gives us that in the episodes we see her in. Um, and I'm not shocked at the colorism, because like let's no. be honest, colorism still has the black community in the chokehold today. Mm-hmm. Yep. And has for a very long time. So Brie made a good point and I saw it too. And even Shannon, um, is it Thornton? Shannon Thornton. Yeah, Thornton. I know her first name is Shannon. She even commented that like being beautiful doesn't exempt you, doesn't exempt darker skinned black women from colorism. And there were so many people mad at her mentions like, well, why are y'all going to make her the, the ugly duckling and the scapegoat as beautiful she, as she is? Like she was very gracious when she answered back. But when I tell you I hate colorism discussions because it's always somebody saying, oh, it's not, they not dark enough or they not this enough or they not that enough. Like if people experience, stop trying to invalidate people's experiences. Right. And how many people resonated with, with Keyshawn's story like that? You don't know how many people that touched. At all. At all. Because best believe colorism is always going to be around. Derek comes through. Well, first things first. They have their winter, their winter formals. And so Keyshawn's stepsister. Basically, this episode was like a Cinderella story. Like that's yeah. basically what is a play on Cinderella. You got the these not so evil stepsisters but the evil stepmom the negligent the negligent dad who's never really home to see how poorly the daughter is being treated um and Keyshawn is Cinderella except for what she thought was her knight in shining armor what she thought was her prince charming um was really just a, a damaged broken abused white boy yeah and it didn't get lost on me how uncomfortable her oldest stepsister looked when the dad got in the picture. And that's yep. when it, it hit me. I say, oh, he molests her. Yeah. Yeah, he, definitely. He, he sexually abuses her. And then when Keyshawn comes home from the winter formal after giving her virginity to Derek, which, girl. In the back of a damn car. In the back. Hmm. Her mom, her stepmom is like giving her this speech about once you once you put on basically once you put on your big girl draws, you can't turn back and blah, blah, blah. And that's when I realized she knows what her husband is doing to her daughter. 
And that's yep. not as uncommon as we think it is. And she refuses to leave because he provides her a lifestyle that she's not willing to give up. But that is, is one sick bitch. Nuts. Mm-hmm. It is very sick. Maddening. Um, when Keyshawn is pregnant, she was being very fucking obnoxious. Let me say that. However, yes, Derek need to go sit on the lady. He need to go to jail now. Like he needs yeah. to go to jail. Yeah. But you are a fucking monster to choke out a pregnant woman because she's being a bitch. Because I could tell you after having had gone through two full pregnancies, I know it was some days Mike was like, I know this motherfucker boy, man. If she don't shut the fuck up talking to me, but I was pregnant. And that's right. part of the journey is the hormone rage and the, you know, the feistiness, the, the, the ups and downs emotionally and the entitlement. Cause if I'm carrying your baby, I'm very fucking entitled. Let me tell you what. Yes. Ladies, if you've not been pregnant and you plan to have kids, it is okay to be entitled to whatever the fuck you want because you are risking your fucking life to bring life into this world. So yeah, she was very fucking obnoxious sitting on that couch complaining about bibs and birth cloths and, you know, and all that kind of shit. But if it takes that little to bring that type of rage out of you, you are a fucking monster. Yeah. She should have ran for the hills then. She did run for the hills. She just didn't have nobody to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. And it's, I think we come, I come from like a place of privilege where having two kids and the person I have kids with, we do not have a, a, an abusive relationship. And my kids have never seen me be abused and all that kind of shit like that. And so it's just, it's so scary to know where abuse takes you because as a woman, that's not an abusive relationship. My mind says the minute a motherfucker think they're going to put their hands on me, I'm out. But a woman, when she's in an abusive relationship, that's a totally different mind frame. The way abuse beats you down and makes you feel like you don't have nobody. You don't have nowhere else to go. You don't have nowhere to turn to. And she didn't in her in her stepmother, because I believe her father would have let her come back. And a nervous bitch talking about, I don't want this around my daughter's bitch. You laying out with a motherfucker that's sexually abusing your kid. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, and it makes more sense to me now. Um, why everybody's like just leave just leave just leave the situation where she really tried to get help nobody helped her it makes absolute sense to me now why she would think nobody would help her after hearing what her stepmother said and i feel like she has been abused so much that it's the only constant thing in her life like it's the one thing that she can expect no matter what the rest of what else is going on in her life is that that motherfucker will abuse her if she misstep, if she breathes wrong. And like, we can, we could be honest when you are used to something constantly happening, it's the only regular thing that happens in your life, be it good, bad, or indifferent. It, it does become hard to let it go because then you have to face yep. the fear of the unknown. If you get away from that one thing, that's constant. Like, even, let's say it wasn't even physical abuse. What if he was just constantly cheating on her? She's constantly catching him cheating on her. We see that all the right. time. We know a lot of women, and and I don't know about men, but we I know a lot of women who have stayed in relationships with men who cheat incessantly. 
like and they you know don't what? care they and they do it very sloppy and they stay and stay and stay because if you leave you've got to navigate something that you know absolutely nothing about I also so, want to say my hill that I'm willing to die on is that cheating is abusive constant it cheating is. is abusive yeah you see you hear I say it, even if it's not physical abuse let's say it's cheating because cheating is absolutely a form of abuse yep I don't I don't think she knows what what comes next if she's to take her kids and flee and the thing about abusers especially abusers like Derek they don't let their victims leave and have a peaceful life so when she leaves she's got to leave in a way that he can never track her down and that's scary. And that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And yeah. it's giving up everything she's worked for. But, and then on the, on the other side, why did she go running up in his face if she wasn't ready to knock him over the head with a cast iron skillet? I think that that to me was crazy and anticlimactic because you also heard in the narration where Uncle Cliff was like, and sometimes you have to save yourself. Why should you not save herself? Yeah, I was that. about to say that was the moment she should have saved herself because I was watching, and again, maybe this is from a place of privilege, but once she, she learned he was, you know, beating, he wasn't spanking. And even, yes. even now, you know, studies show that spanking is very much so counterproductive for the most part, but he's beating on her oldest child because he is a rambunctious toddler. Yep. And the best she did was get up in his face and provoke him. If you wasn't ready to fight for your life in those kids' lives, you should have took your ass in the house and been quiet and let him leave and go on that interview that, like you said, he ain't going to get the goddamn job. But in that moment, I would have let his ass leave, packed whatever I could, and figured some shit out along the way. Yep. I don't see why she even came back from the doctor except to get for her for her to get her other baby. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. have literally came back, played it cool, and been the fuck out. Because at this point, it's not money. She got money. He don't have money. Right. Yeah, she got money. And she can let's let's be honest. She can go any fucking where. Any yep. strip club in the South up north in the midwest west coast and she's gonna be a fucking hit as a dancer yep and so or like you said Bree, she could get the fuck up out of dodge she can go somewhere where he can't find her and she can continue to make money on social media yep but it's a mentality i get i get it I understand it, but I need to see what's going to happen next episode because when we left her, she was just bloodied and fucked up. I need to know what's the next. What's next? Right. What's next? What is next? Speaking of what's next, sorry. I just want to segue really quickly. Um, If we're talking about Keyshawn, I would also like to talk about Wody. So are we going there next? Yeah, we can go wherever we want to go. I just, I just was like, we can get the backstory aspect of Keyshawn out the way. We can come yeah. into the present now. Um, Let's come into the present and say, um, 
everybody's saying, well, he's a real nigga for what he did, which I absolutely believe. But I, I just want to point out, I don't think it was, I know it wasn't purely for Keyshawn. It was what, self-serving. It was not just self-serving, but it was also friendship between him and Little Murder, right? I know he's protecting his investment, but that's also, I feel like that's his nigga, right? I just, I, this may be a far out there point, but just hear me out. I think it's so funny how it's easier for people to say, oh, he did that for a woman than he did that for his brother. Mm-hmm. Like men don't have friendships where they would, you know, be like that for somebody else. Like, yeah, I know it's kind of self-serving too, but that's still his homeboy. And he's still, you know, that benefited his homeboy a lot. And we can, we can take it a step further. Men don't want to acknowledge that that was an act of friendship because he was protecting his friend's right to not be outed maliciously. Well, and that's another thing. Yeah. If this was something like if a if a nigga had pulled a gun on little murder and was gonna kill him and Wody or try to rob him and Wody killed him, <clears throat> oh these niggas would be talking it up, clapping it up. But the fact that one, like you said, I absolutely believe he was protecting his investment because little murder is his is gonna be his way out of Chuck Elisa, period. That's how they getting the yep. fuck up out of there. But also yeah. I, I, he knows who Lil Murder is and I think he respects his right to privacy and rightfully so nobody yep. deserves to be outed maliciously nobody deserves to be outed period especially not maliciously or as a method of blackmail right and I'm glad Rome got killed because I, I think we all saw this coming like we yes. all saw it coming by the way he was talking to Keyshawn like he was getting very very into her and she was not reciprocating that energy because when they were standing outside and he was like oh i'm gonna have i'm gonna have wody fire that nigga that that nigga crazy and if you ever need me just say so and if you ever need this just say so and i was like he getting a little bit beyond a manager yes i knew that when they they were highlighting him sniffing coke i thought he was gonna have an od on his own I, I thought something was going to go out of control because they did a lot to show that he was smoking, sniffing coke. Absolutely. Also, Absolutely. I have to say, there's a discussion on Twitter <laughs> about crack and all that. I still have to say, like, I came up and I've seen some things in my lifetime. I'm not going to hold you, but I don't care where I am. If I'm at a party, if I'm out and I see someone casually sniffing coke, I am always appalled. Appalled like don't pull your cocaine out everybody's smoking weed back in the day if you were hanging with people who did heavy drugs you were automatically grouped in with that group of people yes yeah like cokeheads hang with cokeheads crackheads hang with crackheads if you know if somebody pulled out an eight ball and you don't fuck around you get up and you leave yes so i'm just you know I know we're off track, but don't you ever in your life casually pull out no bag, pull out no crack and no pipe and think I'm going to sit here while you do crack in front of me. You definitely is not about to have sex with me after you do no, after you high on crack. First of all, crack stinks. Okay, wait, let me if you just black, stop you, you for got a, a crackhead family member. Crack stinks. Before you, before you go into this, because everybody's not on Twitter, some, some Twitter user just unsolicitedly said that they got the best head of their life ever from a, a nigga that um, 
pulled out a crack pipe like it was a Newport 100 and started smoking. And then they proceeded to give them the best uh, head they've ever had in their life. And me and Candace have not known peace since this tweet I've because not, we have so I've many questions. I've not known peace since then because, and, and again, we are babies of the 80s, okay? Yes. Where crack was an epidemic when we were born. So I've, I've got several fam- crack family members that's crackheads or recovering crackheads or died as crackheads, whatever the case may be. But when crackheads used to fuck people, they typically fucked other crackheads. Right. And if yes. somebody was fucking a crackhead and like, let's say a, a crackhead, I'll suck your dick for it. Like you hid that. <laughs> you didn't want nobody to know that. Let me tell you something. Like you, you would take that to your grave that you was letting the crackhead suck your dick or fuck on you. Unless she was a crackhead in my damn house. This man said this I man, don't. this crackhead came and sat on his damn head. I don't feel like you could casually sat, do crack. He said he sat on his bed, pulled was out his the- crack in his pipe, got high, and then proceeded to give him the best head he ever had in his life. Why? Something leads me to believe head. you was doing crack too, because <laughs> you if you been. don't do if you don't do crack, you're not going to sit around while somebody smokes crack in front of you. It, it's got to be fucking awkward. Baby, like, I remember I would have pipe. a... <laughs> and you think you get some pussy? No. 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 I'm calling the police. <laughs> I'm calling the police. You got to go. You got Why? to go. Because how uncomfortable was it, like, when back in the day when a family member would openly admit that they do crack? Like, it would change the whole mood in the room. Everybody would be like... Yeah. Huh? Or like, if you see them out on the stroll while they high. Well, <laughs> once we know somebody a crackhead, you start hiding your shit or you magically tired. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you could come yeah. over. I'm finna go ahead and go to bed. Whew, it was good to see you because you got to get your stealing ass up out of my house. And then after they leave and you lock up, you start going around checking for your valuables. Is my purse still here? Yeah, I do. Check. Is that I had five dollars on the table. Is that still there? Okay. Is they selling my CDs and DVDs to sell them? Okay. Like it was. It was a lot. But back to the show. <laughs> I'm glad. Show. I'm glad that Katori Hall and the writers were realistic and introduced fentanyl because right now there is a fentanyl crisis happening in the world not just this country in the world but specifically in the u.s overdoses are up by double due to fentanyl use and people having their drugs laced with fentanyl so i appreciate it was a small detail but it's a real detail because Mm -hmm. if this country don't get a hold on fentanyl the crack epidemic gonna look like a walk in the park uh well i just feel like it the whole shit was crazy right because i'm looking at him okay i she runs in the room Keyshawn runs in the room she's like he, she first of all why would she say like you just know her mind is not all the way right he tried to have sex with me no baby he tried to rape you like he didn't just try to have sex with you. he tried to rape you and when Wody was like i don't understand how that man played it so cool i don't because that's my friend 
you trying to out my nigga and I still and for him to still have a conversation with you but that shit was so scary to me imagine being talked through you talking a nigga through dying he don't even know he about to die and the fact that he just was able to walk out of that damn party and nobody gonna ask no damn questions is crazy to me but you very know crazy but you know what that's kind of what happens in those big environments like even when like if you ever watch any documentaries on like drugs in the 80s or when you know heroin hit and all that shit like they would just be par- having parties doing fucking drugs wasn't nobody really dancing wasn't nobody they were socializing by getting high so it was nothing for somebody to overdose and then everybody lose their shit call the police and then run away and i was like yep. oh my god but he talked that man through the death and I went back and rewatched it and he did snatch his phone out of his hand. Good. So, cause at first I was like, I don't think he got his phone and that makes this very useless because right. somebody else could pick up his phone and get access to it. Also, but no, when he was getting up and Rome was falling over, he snatched his phone out of his hand and walked out the room. I got a question for all of y'all. So I've said my opinion. What what do you think he did it for? What do you think he killed him for? To secure the bag. Um, I think it was for a couple reasons. One, like we said, he was being a, a friend and he knew mm-hmm. how this would affect Lil Murder going forward. Like even if Lil Murder never had a career again, he would he would face a lot of fucking scrutiny <clears throat> and his life will probably be in danger after the fact because while Chuck Elisa deals with Clifford they haven't truly accepted who Clifford is but right. Clifford gonna make you respect him I don't think murder would get that level of not even that level because it's not a ton of it because as we see everybody outside the pink is still extremely disrespectful and nasty to Clifford yep so i can only imagine what it would be for somebody that's perceived as this macho ultra masculine drug dealing gun toting rapping ass nigga to be outed as being uh gay i do i do think little murder is gay i don't think he has any attraction to women and and like no capacity i think he's attracted to men both feminine and masculine presenting but he don't want to fu- he don't want to fuck on no women so i think he did it to protect murder that way i think he did it to protect murder's career and they chance to get out of chuck elisa and i do think he fucks with Keyshawn. i i do think he fucks with Keyshawn, and i do think he's the stand-up type of nigga where he don't believe nobody no man should be trying to rape no woman yeah and she's a part of his bag too because let's be honest uh Keyshawn and well Mississippi and Lil Murder go together they do and like in terms of when they performing they click they have great energy and they they're building a friendship as well and she's very I feel like she's protective of Lil Murder as well she fucks with him like that so I absolutely believe he did it for several reasons and some of it self-serving but some of it because he know I feel like everybody know Keyshawn in a, an abusive relationship. Yeah. And you yeah. can't make her leave her baby daddy. You can't kill her baby daddy, but you could damn sure 
get some shady ass coke sniffing backwoods snake of a, a manager out of there and i don't think that wig yeah. was ever in question too too i think he was bullshitting her because yeah, she was ready to so go too. home remember she was yeah. ready to go she yeah. was done with the tour speaking speaking of how jocelyn a bad actor is herself you leave my girl alone i felt like she did a good job but <laughs> but i don't have any high expectations for her i was like she done did that go ahead girl she did the best she could that's the best english i ever heard her speak listen and it, it's it was the aggressive um shit for me a hoe gonna be a hoe wherever forever to whoever i'm like damn girl i just speaking to a friend yeah, I I'm glad they brought some of the uh the strip the strip legends out. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm not gonna even hold you. I was like, yeah, I like this. Do y'all so do y'all think it's gonna be some more drama between Murder and Big Teak? Because he is very visibly pissed the fuck off about yeah. whoever Clifford is and Lil Murder. I think that there will be drama, but not like we think. Um, I mean, because what's he gonna say he got mad over? Another nigga? He ain't gonna say that out in the open. He can't explain it like that. Murder already know why that man is upset. I would be surprised if we even saw him again, to be honest. And the nigga just didn't leave. Yeah, same. I'm, I'm, think it's, I think I'm it could confused. be some friction. I think it could be some friction, you know, if Murder and Uncle Clifford eventually reconcile. I can definitely see it. I can definitely see Big T being extremely jealous, like even more than he is now. But to the point of him being violent or anything like that, no. But most definitely acting like a scorned lover. I can see that, that type of drama. And even that is very confusing for me because um, like anybody who knows somebody that's been in jail, like once you, once you out of jail, you, you pretty much stay out of sight, out of mind, even to other inmates, even if you not, you know, gay for the stay. Like typically once you, once you get out of jail, you can't even contact, contact other inmates if you a felon. You can't write to him. You can't visit him. You can't do none of that. So I'm just trying to, what you so mad about? Like, you mad that he moved on? Like, what was he really supposed to do? Yeah, my nigga waiting for me. I'm waiting for him to get out. Get the fuck out of here. That shit don't even work like that. Yeah, that's my question. What would you have had him do? Because when you when murder got out of jail, I guarantee you Big Teak was probably being gay for the state for somebody else. Well, I do not doubt it. So I just I'm I want to understand his his you know why he's so upset because I highly doubt murder could have wrote written him anyways. So or he would have had to like fake address it or whatever. But even then, you can't. They read your mail in jail. Yep, they, sure they read do. your mail. So even if he addressed it as somebody else, then revealed in the letter it was him they would have threw that shit away yeah so i'm just i'm trying to understand his angst because i don't think anything wrong was was done in this situation 
other than maybe he's upset that Murder is in love with Clifford. But Big T is crazy as a soup sandwich. <laughs> that nigga <laughs> is. <laughs> and you know, the, the fact that he don't have no control on his temper, that's weird to me. Like, nah. No. Like, y'all should have been got him the fuck up out of there. Because you mean to tell me your security can't even calm shit down? That's yeah. security. It's not supposed to be immediate violence. He keep up more shit than he rectify. If we to well, be honest, yeah. and if we gonna be a hundred percent honest, so also, it's just kind of like, mm-mm. am I the only person who really don't know who Jessica Dime is? Um, I know just because she was on Love and Hip Hop. Oh, right. she was on Love and Hip Hop. She was on Love and Hip Hop. And it's so funny you say that because she was on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. She used to be a stripper too. Then she started, then she settled down. I don't know if she's still with the guy, but she settled down with the former NBA player and had a baby. But her and Jocelyn used to fuck. Mm. And they got into it real big on Love and Hip Hop. Like Jessica Dime used to have threesomes with her and Stevie J. And one of the most notable art fights on atlanta is when um when jocelyn was like and bitch you ate my ass like (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah that's why i know who she is because she used to she used to dance and then um of course everybody knows miami tip but she's also in love and hip-hop miami as well Mm-hmm. but yeah i was just like I, I it was cool to see them bring some legends out but i was like i wonder how that went considering her and jocelyn don't fuck with each other like that but for a bag i'll be yeah. cool with you fuck it we ain't finna be doing no arguing we finna get a check <laughs> right i think it's about to get very very spicy um in these episodes going forward however i really need them to get Keyshawn. Keyshawn got to save her fucking self. This man beating on your kids now. What, what, like next he gonna right. kill you. And if but, that's where they going, somebody, cause I feel like we gonna get to a point where one of the main characters is gonna die. Cause we see it in all of the shows that we watch, like especially these type of shows, somebody major always dies. Montavious was not the main character that we, whose death we was like, <gasps> Like we was like, y'all better kill that nigga for he kill y'all. So right, I wonder where nigga. this is. Yeah, I wonder where this is leading to. Like, who who is the main character? One of the main characters that will end up dying because we in power it was Ghost. Ghost died. Let it be Haley. Yeah. Please God, let it be Haley. <laughs> let it. Please. Let I'm it be of her. Haley. Or I hate to say this, but Diamond. It's, it's, I feel like it's going to be Haley or Diamond. Diamond was on the fucking Summer Jam screen this week. Ugh. Speaking of, I don't know if we're doing personal lives of the stars, but apparently uh, he is can. messy, messy boots. He is messy, messy boots. Um, he is having a baby with, um, I don't know her name. Miracle but Watts. She's, Big Miracle Bone. Watts is, yes, Big Bone is literally pregnant with his child now, but he has a child that's just turning one or two children. One child is just turning two one. children. Um, and uh, Big Bone was up there talking about her three kids. 
even knowing that she had never even barely met these other two kids. Let me tell you something about me and my children. Don't be clever. Don't my do kids that ever. Kids and find out your fucking Don't daughter. do Don't it you ever. fucking do that. Bitch, I will slap you from the rooted to the fucking to the bitch. I will send you to meet your maker playing with me over my fucking kids because you want my nigga dick. No, we're not going to do that. And I thought it was absolutely crazy to see people trying to take her from Miracle Watts. And I'm like, are y'all bitches unhinged? Like, clearly this is not a good nigga if you left a, a woman when her baby by you is less than a year old. You got another woman about to bust pregnant. This is not a good nigga. But he too fine to be a good nigga, so I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this. For y'all, what, for y'all bitches who constantly talk about disrespect you're not gonna disrespect me you're not gonna disrespect my kids nothing for y'all to say oh she was trying to include bitch i would knock your fucking head off please please don't act like you ain't know what that woman was talking about please do not act like you don't know why that baby mama was mad as hell because i'd be mad as hell too first of all let me tell you something don't claim my kids if you can't even get my baby daddy to pay his fucking child support like he's supposed to. Well, you a part of you a part of the problem. You a part of the problem because ain't no way in the fuck as a as a mother, a soon to be mother, you should you should be comfortable with a nigga not taking care of his kids like he's supposed to, knowing he booked and busy. Never. Mm-hmm. He booked and busy. He's so booked and busy. He got your motherfucking ass booked and busy now. You only on that motherfucking show because of him, and we all know it. Yep. We all know it. And and cool, get your bag, right? But let's keep it respectful. Like, you know, I don't really believe in that you could take somebody, man. I really don't believe that. But I think that you can have bad judgment. Why would you be fucking on a nigga that had a fucking newborn? And he would have had to have had a newborn for you to be pregnant now. And, you know, he's got a one-year-old. It had the baby had to be a baby. That's bad judgment, baby. Like that's just For horrible sure. judgment. I don't care what what angle you look at it at. Like if a nigga got a newborn, leave him alone. That should be an automatic rule, right? But for you to get online and start claiming his children, when you know there's probably some kind of strife and stress between you and the baby mama, like are you dumb? Very, very dumb. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I don't want Diamond to die, though. <laughs> All that's being said, I do not want Diamond to die. I think I he has a lot more. some more root work yeah. from him. Same. I think we have a lot more to explore with his character. I don't necessarily believe that it's going to be, he needs to die. Um, but I would love to see Haley die because this season she's done nothing but get on my nerves. But she got on my nerves last season, too. I didn't like her. I don't like her. I just don't fuck with her. I really don't. And the reason I don't fuck with her and I don't like her is because she's shady as fuck. Also, mm-hmm. shout out to P Valley. Every fucking video, picture, whatever I saw from SS Fest where they all seemed to attend, they looked absolutely gorgeous. All of them. Absolutely. I really good look. I want Brandy Evans stylist to blow up. Yeah. She is never not flawless. Head to toe. Yep head to fucking toe and whoever does her hair chef's kiss because she is big on letting that 4c hair show yep she does not she does not wear a lot of wigs she wears styles that look so good and it make you want to be like shit let me let me get my shit together and figure out what i could do with this this hair of mine 
Like her hair is always so pretty. It's, it's always beautiful. just a beautiful braided style, some type of Afro style. Like it is always so pretty. I'm going to be honest. This is a really good looking cast overall. It's a great yes. looking cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, and even, even big L is an attractive big man to me. He put me in the mind of like a Gerald Levert. Absolutely. He gave me like velvet, yeah. velvet teddy bear. I have you know to, uh, yes, I have to cross over shows for just a moment uh, and say that um, someone on Twitter said that Haley just, she's very pretty, but she doesn't give any sex appeal. And all I could think about is Candace's rant on candy on Ratchet Rampant. <laughs> <laughs> it was in no. my soul. I said, like candy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm the opposite about Autumn. I think the character she plays is meant to not come across as sexy. Like she's supposed to look out of place next to these sexy ass dancers. Like yeah. she has from day one, she has always looked severely out of place in the pink, which is why you see she she committed every type of wire fraud to get that money and buy it because she ain't want to be on that pole no more. I wouldn't like if we were to see her in some other work, like any some other movies or even TV shows. I'm pretty I, I think she would give sexy, but she does look out of place on this show. Like she is not sexy like Keyshawn or you know, Mercedes or and even some of the other girls. She 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 looked like a snake, honestly. She just looks very untrustworthy. Yes. And so until I see her in something else, I can't get past it. I don't have anything else to compare it to. Like, let's take somebody like, I don't know, um Denzel Washington. You when you think of Denzel, you think of him in a million different roles. Yeah. But her, we yeah. just know her as Autumn. I have not looked to see what else she's done. And she is just so untrustworthy. That's all I see when I look at her. Like this bitch is snake. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, scamming also, ass, lying ass. Yes. Yes, she is. What she do you think is <laughs> what do you think is gonna happen? And Lord, am I getting my episodes crossed? I don't think so. What do you think is gonna happen with Diamond and um old girl? Oh, was that last oh, episode? I've, Big Bone. Yeah, we touched on it a little bit. I think Big Bone has been sent to figure out what the fuck is going on with Montavious. And I don't know if we'll get like a Keyshawn type backstory, but we really need the backstory on on Autumn Haley, Lakeisha Knight Savage um, to really figure out if Montavious was the problem or was it her? Because now I'm questioning everything other than the fact that, you know, her she lost her child. But two plus two is not equal in four with this girl. And the, yeah. as good as she is at wire fraud, I feel like she might have been the brains behind the operation with her husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the bitch too good. She good at it. So, like, some, some not adding up. We need something. They got to give us something. They can't just keep pushing her on us and not let us see what really happened. But I think maybe Autumn might get killed because Big Bone might figure it out and have her killed. But then at the same time, I'm almost wondering if Big Bone was, was close enough that they sent her in to be a spy, wouldn't Autumn maybe recognize her? Or maybe right. he kept her away from that part of the life. Like, I'm just wondering. I just, I, or, I'm with you. I, 
I need more information. I don't trust her, and I completely agree with you. So that's I. I do think Big Bone is up to no good, for sure. Also, wonder what's gonna happen with the um with that white bitch. She creepy. She very yes. creepy. The everything the but black. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if she just if she white or light skin, but she, I she was supposed to be like the new salt pepper. Yeah, she's she definitely not don't look black to me, but something up with her. Like yeah. out of the new people, I don't think it's the girl that's sucking dick for money. I think she gonna give big L and that white boy hell, but I feel like that either that white girl or big bone is up to no good and they trying to figure out who where is montavious and if he's dead yeah because they just mm-hmm. they i haven't seen them really do nothing else and she took to diamond pretty heavy but i'm gonna tell you what diamond got on the back of that bike like a like a bad bitch oh no <laughs> for dear life and shit yep so i'm wondering i'm ready for the episode already why Same. would they do the season premiere on a friday and then release episodes late saturday night sunday morning that's I don't dumb know. it is that's dumb i don't like that it's a few things that's dumb though like when we be talking about shows and stuff like that like i ugh, i understand the one by one i would have loved to binge this whole uh season me too me too I, I would have liked to binge. Uh, I would like to have all the episodes released at once. Again, like you said, Brie, we are spoiled by yep. the Netflix and the Hulus of the world. Um, but I see some streamers are getting away from that, like Disney Plus, um, because Mike and I have started watching Miss Marvel. Um, if you are into Marvel movies, I think you'll like. I think you'll like Miss Marvel. I absolutely enjoy it so far um but having to yep. wait every wednesday is killing me the only reason that i'm watching miss marvel is because i didn't understand who the fuck she was when i watched dr strange so <laughs> <laughs> i've yeah. been and thor comes out this weekend i was actually gonna sneak out and see if i could go see it tonight but you know niggas be selling the shows out and yeah. I really don't want to be in no crowd in movie theater. I've been to the movies, trust, in the past okay. you know, few months. But I usually go on a daytime to a matinee when I know it's three people up in that bitch. Okay. That's what I be doing. But I've always been a matinee girl. I love matinees. <laughs> like, let, let me kick my heels up. Let me not have nobody fucking head blocking the screen. Nothing. I like to go kick back, get my little popcorn and shit. Get my little kitty pack for, for $5. Sure. Like, I'm a matinee sure. girl. And matinees was my thing with my kids too. I would take Jaden out of school sometimes just to go see a matinee. Yeah, mom, we was we were big fans of matinees when I was growing up. Like you said, you could you could sit anywhere, you could sneak your food in because they mm-hmm. expect people to be sneaking shit in with some, on the on the heavy traffic nights. But on the matinee, don't nobody be in that fucking theater look bother nobody yep. checking into nothing. So did y'all have a dollar movie? We did have dollar movie. We did too. They and my, tore down and we used to go theater. to the we used to go to the drive-in all the time. What's funny is there's a drive-in theater still here. It's like right down the street from where we live. We've never gone to it, 
Um, but every time I'm going to get my hair done, I, I pass by it. And I used to, I saw what's love got to do with it at the drive-in theater. And I, Lord, what would you had to be fucking six. (laughs) Yeah, I was, we was, I was a kid when that came out, but that was like me and my mother and one of my childhood friends went to see it. And we were so fucking enthralled in the movie. I was like, oh my God, this nigga crazy. The whole time, like watch the whole movie. And I was like, oh my God. That's why I laugh when people talk about censorship with our kids. Because we was doing a hella shit we ain't had no business doing as kids. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, the music we was listening to. Like, that's why when people be like, I hope they know their ABCs, like they know their music. Baby, the books listen, that we used to listen. I was about to say that was me. I was fly yes. girl coldest winter, listening yes. to hardcore. So yes, yes, and and even even the generations before us, y'all was singing the Isley Brothers as a kid. I don't know if you in your adult life have really sat and listen to an Isley Brothers song. Those motherfuckers is nasty. They talk about pussy. <laughs> They always talk about pussy. Literally 90% of the Isley Brothers songs are about sex. Nikki said, I'm coming. I'm coming on strong. Like, what? What did you think don't, that was? I love was? the way you received me. I love the way you received me. Like, don't, so don't be out here harassing these goddamn kids. Baby, it's just your you? job. It's just your job to be a bigger influence than TV and, and shit is. I got to show y'all uh, Jada's TikTok because this shit is so funny. I hope it's not private because she be cussing on the song or her little TikTok and my mother found one and she was like, you're not mad? And she looked, no. You think I don't think Jada cuss when she's not around me? Baby, it used to be cussing like a sailor. I be cracking up because for as strict as my mother was, she lived in La La Land. Because it wasn't until recently when I would be like, yeah, when my mother used to have her little little situationship and he would take her out of town and shit. He was in some type of social club or whatever. And they would go out of town and shit, like go to D.C., go to New York and shit like that, go to Chicago. Child, I would be throwing parties. Okay. Parties. Parties with liquor. Parties where niggas was smoking weed. Parties where somebody may have fucked on her bed. I don't know. I was throwing parties. And when I told her, she was like, you was doing what? Nobody ever said nothing. Because when you good at what you do, ain't nothing to tell. Ain't nothing to tell. come home, her house will be clean just the way she left it. How was your weekend? Uh, it was boring since you said I couldn't go nowhere. Like that type of shit. So I, my mother be living in La La Land because, baby, I used to be behind her back and all type of shit. And I guarantee you London's going to be behind our back doing some shit. I just hope she has, you know, we're just going to teach her to, one, make sure you do it safely. And two, don't get caught because we can't punish yep. you for what we don't know. <laughs> Mike talking about he going to be stalking her. <laughs> Child, it was so many, and that shit is uh, character development. That's he what I be bullshitting. saying. I know, <laughs> he, I know he better not be stalking my niece. No, he ain't. He ain't. I, 
it was like y'all know like oh my god we saw off topic but this just extra content so be happy you getting it but people <laughs> are talking about how awful um boy moms are and let me oh, tell god. you i agree because they boy are. moms <laughs> act like they sons can't do no fucking wrong whole time your son is a shithead ma'am mm-hmm these little fast tail girls, your son is out here slinging dick. Please tell them. Please tell He's them. He's throwing because dick, and somebody's got to catch it. It's the one. It's the ones for me. Uh, I no, saw, I'm talking I, about boy moms who act like that with their grown sons. Yeah. They be like that with their grown sons. I'm not talking about. They be like that kids. with their babies. They be like that with their grown up sons, and this shit never stop. Like it's it's big weird. Like they're so they want to be all in the mix, and I think we've all dated a mama's boy, and that shit is for the fucking. Mike birds. talking about he don't know nothing like that because Mike not no mama's boy, and oh, we, I know plenty. <laughs> Mike don't play that shit. His mom his mom got a three question max, and then he about to fly off the handle. <laughs> he about to get wild. He about to be like, why are you asking me so many questions? Why do it matter? So like I was, but baby, I have dated some mama's boys. And when I tell you before I got with Mike, I had a super love hate relationship with niggas mamas because Mm -hmm. she, she act like she, yo nick, she act like she, yo bitch more than me. They be jealous. They be so jealous. Yes. My mama said, boy, fuck your mama. (laughs) (laughs) Her raggedy wig that be laid to the side. that's why whenever (laughs) i cook nigga you about to break your you spraining your motherfucking finger to get the fork to your mouth because your mama can't cook well so yeah shout out to my mother-in-law because my mother-in-law is the bee's knees we be checking it because we the same type of bitch because we both not here (laughs) for the bullshit and we she will tell herself we both not here for the bullshit. She told me I already raised that nigga and I did not raise no nigga to be to, to not be doing the shit he ain't supposed to be doing. So you let me know because it is not your job to raise that nigga. That nigga came raised. Hello. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. Hello. Yeah, I I I love my mom in law. And trust me, like she she got a strong personality. That's the New York in her. But one thing she don't play play about. Me and her grandkids. She okay. don't play that shit, boy. She'd be like, let Mike take a day off or be on vacation. She'd be, she'd call and I'd be like, your son right here. She'd be like, what you doing, home? You need to be at work. <laughs> you need to be at work earning, getting money. Your wife and your kids need things. That's my type of carrying on. Look at him. He over there with his head down and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that day to come for me because man, dating men that are mama's boys has not been pretty. I do not do mama's boys. What I don't do mama's I boys. I can't. I, I will I, not. You know what? I've had far extremes though because shout out to like my, my first real boyfriend's mom. My first real boyfriend was a piece of shit. He was too old to be living in his mom's basement. She literally told me. She said that man is a piece of shit you with the future and you're bright why are you why are you dealing with him that was the most extreme not mama's boy i've ever dealt with like i never understood that but then i had another mom cover up for her son for cheating on me multiple times with multiple different women talking about oh it's been women at the house but they don't mean nothing let me tell you something ma'am 
I'll beat your ass and I'll snatch your ugly ass wig off. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I've I've dated some men whose moms were fucking terrorists, like would like purposely magically have an emergency or need something immediately if we if she oh knew that God. we were out on a date yes. and shit like that. Oh. Yes. Listen, mm-hmm. bitch. Let me tell you something. If your son that important to you, where's your where's your baby daddy? Where your husband? Let's swap. You take you your know, son, I'm fuck your husband. There, we even. Cause even, even Stevens. Like, why are we here? Why is this that like I want my kids to to get grown and get gone when they prepared? Literally, I I really by they by the time they get to a certain point and they have all the tools that they need, I want them to do the things they need to do to be on their own and enjoy life on their own and as as functioning adults, because there's a lot of joy in adulthood. Yep, for me, when like when you know once I got from like left my mom's house, I enjoy being grown. I enjoy going and coming as I please. I enjoy making my own money. I enjoy buying the things I want and, you know, doing doing what I want. And I want that for my kids because it's a very freeing feeling to run your goddamn self. Yep. Because as long as you're in this house, I'm going to have some say so. I'm not going to have no leash around your neck, no. But there will still be rules and regulations under my household. So, I, you know, there's joy in getting the fuck out and, and doing what the fuck you want to do how you want to. I could tell you yep. that. And telling a nigga mama where they got you fucked up at is one of them, for sure. Oh, that's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> Bri, you are so ridiculous. I'm serious. Let me tell you something. Like, shout out to my mother-in-law because I never feel like I have to go there with her. But I'm going to tell you, I ain't never been afraid to cut somebody's mama out. Not Ever. never. Because you never. play with me, baby. You playing with the wrong one always. I always want you to know that I ain't never scared. I'm never scared of cussing your mama the fuck out. And I be her ass and yours. No me, no us. You know, but you and know your who mama gonna be big mad. Niggas daddies. <laughs> you know Niggas what? daddies love me. <laughs> and I'm, I ain't even is... being funny. I'm talking about like in a relationship when I meet the dad. Oh, they love me. Oh my goodness. Niggas daddies love me. I was super close to my dad-in-law. Close. We used to just call and talk on the phone when Mike would be at work. Mike would be like, damn, you couldn't wait till I get home to call? No. 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 Not going to do it. Not doing it. Niggas dads love me. <sighs> Son, she a good one. As long as you know, pop, pop. <laughs> but but that has been it we really hope y'all have enjoyed the two episodes um shout out again to colin for taking some time on his day to come on and do our episode from saturday i always enjoy colin because he takes commentary very serious don't he know when he, he comes on any of our shows when oh if you invite colin to be a guest on your podcast he is prepared colin is prepared every time he's always prepared and he gon he he is literally the most thoughtful person. Like he really studies his shit. He really doesn't want to come off as like uh that he don't know what 
the fuck you doing are you talking about i keep begging him to go on ratchet ramblers because every fucking show that y'all watch it's his shit he like the only one that we on. don't watch is uh the only one like all the marriage boot camps all that that's his that's his guilty pleasure like he lo- he loves those shows the only show i really got to get back into it's it had gotten outlandish from me and i was like this shit is making me anxious is loving loving um marriage huntsville i had to take a break baby a break listen oh my god it's getting good get into love and marriage huntsville if you want something that's not as drama filled but it's bubbling to the surface please start loving marriage dc it's on the first season and like you can it's one of those shows where like you it reminds me of the netflix commentary love and huntsville is like netflix and people have been complaining about love and marriage dc because it's not doing what love and marriage huntsville is doing like the drum, the drum is slow turning, slowly but surely. It's not just boom out the gate, slap you in the face drama. So if if you want something that's uh that's still messy, but not as outlandish, start DC. I think you'll like it. Okay. And there's some couples we haven't seen before outside of Monique and Chris who came over from Real Housewives of Potomac. But these other two couples are like super natives to or more interesting born, <laughs> born and raised in dc have very dynamic um family perspectives like the one couple jamie and Raina. um they have an older son who's blind and um he's like they're arguing with him because well his dad is arguing with him because he wants to get into a program to learn independent skills as a blind man do you know this nigga daddy would rather him go to school to learn how to be a dj talking about djs get wow. bitches this yeah, boy is saying is i want to learn how to about. live on my own i want to get a job in tech and make my own money i don't want to be a dj and he like yeah but djing is how you gonna get women i also think That's he crazy. is on the spectrum outside of well, no, he might not be outside of the spectrum. I think he has social anxiety. Like he could mm-hmm. be on the spectrum, but they've never really confirmed it. So I don't want to assign that to him, but I do know he has social anxiety. And so he's like, yeah, being a DJ, how you going to get women? How? How when he don't like being in social settings? How? How does it go? Well, work? I have heard you talk about love and marriage CC on the show. So I'm going to give it a try. Cause isn't that DJ Quicksilver up there? Yeah. He's a fucking clown, but I knew he was a clown before. See, <laughs> you see, could tell you, he a clown. Now you're gonna have to come on Ratchet Wamblings because I know you love DC and I know you have friends yes. in, in DC and in that DMV area. So I know you've been on the party scene before and probably understand a little bit about what, what they be having going on. So I'm like, you'll like it. And if you like it, then you and Colin should come and do an episode of Ratchet Ramblings. Because Mike has a guilty pleasure in um, reality TV and it's uh, love and life after lockup. Life after lockup is nuts. Okay, that shit, like every time I'm like, no, they couldn't really be serious. Nope, it's serious. No, they be dead ass serious. They be dead serious. For sure. It is the fucking pits and we love it. So yes. Tell Colin, we would love to have him okay. on Ratchet Ramblings and you too. And it's some good, it's some good shit on TV. It's some good mess. 
And it's not uh, it. love and hip hop. Because I feel like love and hip hop fell off like a lot. And now we got mm-hmm. all these new shows that's replacing it. So yes, come see us, Colin. We be waiting to clown. Because Colin be clowning. I, I know do. that he be clowning know. nicely. He don't be thinking if, the things he say is shady. For real. If you if you've listened to the Common Sense Corner, you know that's a show about, you know, finances, money management. So you don't get the full spectrum of Colin, but Colin is fucking hilarious. And so I would love for the listeners to hear Colin's comedic side because most a lot of the people that listen to this show. Too. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of our listeners from Ramblings listen to this. And so a lot of our shows cross over. So if there's some somebody you think would be a good a good fit to come on Ratchet Ramblings, let us know and we'll see if we could get the host on. Most of our hosts love coming on the shows, but we yeah, get Colin for us, Bree. You gotta work that out. I for sure us. will. I definitely will. So the, that is it. We hope y'all have enjoyed this episode as much as we have. And you know that we'll be back sometime next week. All three of us are working and figuring life out. And so sometimes it's just very hard to come to you at the same time. But we always get it done. So as long as you know it'll be between Wednesday and Friday that you'll hear from us, then we appreciate you. Yep. Yep. Oh, but ladies, we might have to try to record monday or tuesday if possible these niggas are sending me on another work trip where are you going i am going to um modoc national forest in california it's right at the it's at the northern part of california that is very close to uh nevada like i have to fly into reno and then drive into california because there's no airport where i'm going like it, it's so gut riching. It, y'all, the last work trip I was on, these motherfuckers had me so high in the mountain. I, I like, I had to boo boo the whole time we was going up that damn mountain oh, in that Jesus. truck. Like my stomach. I was know. If you <laughs> that damn sinking feeling, I know exactly the that feeling you're talking sinking about. Feeling, and it's like it was so steep and so like extremely mountainous that if you look over like if you looked out the window to the left or the right you can see directly over a cliff yep like and it wasn't shit down it was just black so listen pray for me uh lord jesus um but that's it oh and again congrats t on the new job yep and Bree. And Bree is still in, um, she's back to work, but don't let them steal your Jamaica joy. Um, I'm trying. I think we're, yes. we're going to have to task you and Colin with planning a Jamaica trip. I can think of the people I want to go. I, I, really I just want to get back. We're... Like, I really want to go back. And I want to go with couples because meeting couples on the resort was cool. But knowing, having ones you know, that that's different. Yeah. Like, honestly, if we, if we can get something planned at like a, a, like a year or so, or a little less than a year in advance, I know me and Mike are down. Okay. So just keep us posted. And I'm down for a simple trip. I've never been to Miami. I just I'm down to go to Miami, go to the club, put my feet on somebody's couch, (laughs) go to the (laughs) 
go to the strip club, go to the steakhouse, get some Cuban food. Like it's things I want to do. So even if it's like something as simple as Miami, but if we go in as big as Jamaica, we should. Yeah. I'm with it. You know, I love a good trip and I love a good couple's trip. Yes. Yes. Um, we are out. We'll be back next week. We appreciate y'all for listening and we out. <laughs>